Hello and welcome to Delapree, the Happy Abbey, a series of conversations with local people about Delapree Abbey and how it links to the well-being of the community. My name is Laura Graham, I'm a Northampton-based freelance writer and community activist and in this episode I talk to Lorraine Lewis, who's the co-founder and CEO of an award-winning local charity, the Lewis Foundation. They provide free gifts and support to adults going through cancer treatment in 14 NHS hospitals around the Midlands. Lorraine balances this with her job as a criminal lawyer working for the Crown Prosecution Service. Lorraine's hugely passionate about working with individuals and not-for-profits to help build communities to make the world a better place. So who better to talk to than Lorraine? We recorded this episode on a very wet and windy day during lockdown. And because we were following strict social distancing rules, you might be able to hear the wind howling through the open windows of the library at the Abbey. But luckily it didn't put Lorraine off and she spoke about the benefits of volunteering, how Delapree gives her a sense of local pride and falling asleep during yoga. Lorraine Lewis from the Lewis Hello, Foundation. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see you. Um, we are here in the library at Delapree Abbey um, and it is a beautiful room, isn't it? I love it. Can it's you describe what, what we can see? It's here? just amazing. It's like a throwback of those one of historical libraries. There's a harp, there's a piano. Like, if I could be here <laughs> to live, I would. Yeah. <laughs> We want to play the harp. Me but... too, but I'm too scared because I would actually destroy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should definitely not touch that. Um, it is a beautiful room and we are, we're here socially distanced um, yeah. and, you know, uh, talking about um, Delapree Abbey and, and really wanting to, to get your feel and your take on what this sort of asset for Northampton is and how it works for you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to know a little bit about how you have used Delapree before and what's your experience with coming here? Yeah, so for me, I've got a really good memories from here. It reminds me of my, my dad and my brother. Um, we always used to come down here to the park on Sundays, Sunday afternoons, and we just walk around. There's a tree that's just right out the front. I know you can't see it, but it's a huge, massive, massive tree. And I've got like loads of photos with my brother against it. Um, so for me, it's really positive family memories of just good times I just feel feel yeah it just makes me feel happy when I come here it was a bit of a weekend tradition then was it <laughs> yeah yeah just and it just like when you're down here you it doesn't feel like you're in a town it just feels like you're in a completely different space and it just feels so good and it's just like escapism that's the, probably the way I'll describe it escapism that's a really good yeah. way to describe it actually because it does it feels quite calm doesn't it and, yeah and to think that we're still basically in Northampton town centre. Yeah, we're pretty much in the town centre, but it doesn't feel like it. It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> it is great, though. Um, and do you use it as an adult, then? Do you come here, like, now, yeah. you're, now you're grown up? Yes, I still come here. Um, I would go to afternoon tea, be an afternoon tea here, because I love afternoon teas, <laughs> that's one thing. And just to, like, walk around the grounds. They did the Northampton half marathon. It usually finishes here, so I usually do that when it's on. So, yeah, I still use it as much now as, as I did when I was a, a kid. So, That's yeah, it just feels like it's just part of my life. It's part of, yeah, part of Northampton. Because <laughs> obviously you've used it as a child and as an adult, but how mm. do, you, do you think somewhere like, like Delapree um, could impact the well-being of the wider community? I think that people don't realise what it's like to come down here because I know it's in the town centre, so probably people are on different parts of the town because Northampton town is quite big. But if you come here... There's just so much you can do. You can go for a walk on the grounds, so it doesn't necessarily have to mean you spend money if that's an issue. Or you can use some of the facilities here. There's tours, there's different activities. I know at Christmas time they do those 
whether it's with the carols by candlelight. So there's so much you can do that can make you feel good. Mm. So I think it's that it's the case that people need to be more aware of what's here because there's so many different things on offer that will make people feel better, bring families together, do things with your friends. Yeah, I think it's a place that if people realise what it actually entailed, they would make more use of it. I think that yeah. as well, actually. I must con- confess I'm quite guilty of, of coming here for the beer festival and not a lot else. That, that's good too. <laughs> that's always good too. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm one of those people. So I didn't grow up in, in Northampton, mm. so I never used it as a child. And um, living here as an adult, I, I kind of use Abington Park and the race course more than I use here. But the more I come here mm. and the more I see that there's stuff going on and there's a lake which I never even yeah, knew about. Yeah, that's amazing. And in summer there's people having barbecues and I think there's even like, is there a boat or something on there that people go out on? So there's just so much you can do. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't realise any of this. And it is, it's a bit of a hidden gem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, especially when you go to the back and you see the lake as well. I know, and you just think, what? <laughs> What's this good for? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a really lovely place. And we're, we're sat in, in the library. Um, we're so lucky to be in here. Um, yeah. It's closed to the public at the moment. So we're, we're nice and sort of safe being in here. And we get to see the lovely views out the window of the big trees and people walking their dogs. And um, it's just such a beautiful spot, yeah. isn't it? It just makes you feel, yeah, it just feels cosy and nice. And it I'm, like I'm a big fan of architecture as well. And it's a beautiful even, building. Walking around, looking at it from the outside, there's something about that. I don't know if it's sandstone. I'm sure <laughs> it's yeah. tell me. Um, but whatever stone it is, it's beautiful. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to talk to you about sort of the, the positive impacts of, of um, volunteering. Yeah. Um, because as we know, you are the, the founder um, yeah. of a fantastic charity, which does so much across the Midlands now, isn't I it? Know. I know. It just makes me, it. I, I can't believe it. See, you were the first one that joined us. I, I was the first volunteer. That is my, well, that is my proudest uh, That is a proud. <laughs> I'm proud. It is. Um, and I must come back to volunteer actually yeah, when, that'd be when amazing. COVID allows but um yeah it was it was a few years back now um when you yeah. sort of started out how many years is it so it's five years next month wow it's gone so quick wow it really has and you deliver um care packs to patients receiving cancer treatment yeah. in how many hospitals now i think i should know but i think it's about 14 now 14 Teen, hospitals yeah. Wow, yeah. that's blowing my mind because we started out at Talbot Butler Ward in Northampton yeah. General every week. Yeah. Um, and obviously give, you were giving packs to the, um, to the day pa- inpatients as well. Yeah. 14 hospitals. Yeah, it's <laughs> grown loads at that time. And you do this as well as working. Yeah, so I'm still working. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> wow. It's just a very organize but we have so much support as well and like you talk about volunteers that's what makes it happen it's volunteers people giving up their time to try and help make it happen because we know how tough it is for people even more so with covid it's been a horrible year in that respect you know people are disconnected from their family and friends people in hospital no visitors i can't even imagine how that must feel so to have different members of the public coming together just to say what can I do to make someone's life a bit better? That's how it makes it possible. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously organisations like Delapri are, you know, rely on their army of volunteers yeah. as well. Um, and it, I'm really intrigued to hear sort of from your perspective as somebody who 
it has a very busy working life and you know social life normally yeah um, and, and then obviously running this charity that's grown hugely yeah. you know what it sounds like a lot of work <laughs> it is a lot of work <laughs> but what do, what do you think you get out of it as a volunteer you know yeah. what what sort of well-being benefits do you feel for me it gives me a sense of fulfillment i mean sometimes you're doing your day-to-day and things that you can find that are really are not that bad like you can have a moan or a whinge but then you you putting yourself forward to look after somebody else or help somebody else you're actually like thinking let me put into perspective here like i'm doing something that's making somebody's life that's really struggling a little bit better so for me it just gives me that sense of purpose it makes me really, really happy. It does. When I see like a message come up and someone with a bag or somebody's told me how it made them feel, it makes me feel happy as well. So it's kind of like I'm making somebody else happy, but in return, it's coming back to me. It's a really nice circle. And yeah, it's just, I can't describe it. It's just like when you're doing it, it just doesn't feel like work. It just feels like you're just a human helping another human and you just try to make them feel yeah feel better and you would hope somebody would do that to you in return yeah definitely I know that's been my experience of volunteering yeah. for you and a number of like other charities and stuff it definitely feels like you get you get so much out of it <laughs> yeah and you know it's people are like why are you doing so much you're not getting any money and it's like it's not about the money it's like you could give me all the money in the world but if someone said like you stopped me from feeling low or you know you picked me up when I was at a really low point money's not going to create that feeling that's not if someone giving me money is not going to create that sense of feeling that I got for making that person feel that better that much better so yeah it doesn't matter it's not about the money for me it's about making people feel happy yeah and I definitely think you know as a as a volunteer um for any organization um you know you can come to it when you're feeling when you're not feeling great you know you can come to it I know I found volunteering when I was feeling very lonely and isolated and kind of Mm. cut off from the community and didn't know anyone and you know that was my really I mean it was kind of quite selfish in a way because I just (laughs) needed to help myself um but I think that's what what people find you know volunteering Mm. at at the abbey or for for your um organization they get get that sense of like being part of something bigger than themselves yeah definitely and then like you said and I don't think it's selfish thing saying about being lonely or isolated because actually it's building our communities We've got people that volunteer with us that are, they live on their own, that they're isolated. So it brings people together so that they know they're not alone, so that they've got other people to talk to. In terms of Delafree Abbey and how it sort of factors in Northampton, you're born and bred in Northampton? Yeah, always, always lived here. <laughs> okay, big up a um, And, you know, obviously you've, you've experienced um, Delafree as a child yeah. and now as an adult. How do you think that places like this really um, impact your sense of like local pride and, you know, feeling of being a Northamptonian? Yeah, it does, because people outside of it know about it as well. So obviously I don't, my work base is not Northampton, so I work between London and Leicester. And people there have heard about it as well when they, you know, ask about it. And when they see me post pictures, if I'm here or I'm having something to eat or I'm in the building, you do feel proud because they're like, oh, that looks like a really amazing place and they want to know about it. And often they're surprises in Northampton. <laughs> and that's not <laughs> But they are, because they're like, you wouldn't think it's part of your town. But I was like, actually, yeah, it is. We do have nice places. <laughs> and this is one of them. So um, it does give you a sense of pride, because it's such a nice building and beautiful grounds. So, 
yeah, I'm proud to have it in the town. I think yeah. there's there's a lot to be proud of. Yeah, here, though. you know, not just not just assets like Delapri, but you know, we've got Royal and Durngate. Yeah, we've, we've got, got so much. You know, the Guildhall. We've got yeah. beautiful architecture. Yeah, you know, lovely green open spaces and we do. parks and creative stuff, and you know, yeah. it's just a lot going on. There is, and we get a lot of negative press when actually we've got so much good that goes on here. So. Yeah, we have to keep yeah pushing that yeah pushing the good stuff forward. Um, so you you mentioned that you had um, obviously finished your half marathon marathon here, yeah, um, and that there you know there are quite a few big events that yeah. happen at, at Delapri during the year. Um, and I remember particularly remember you being here for one of the I think it was Northamptonshire Day. Yeah, that was it. Back, yeah, it? Um, I think you were in inside. Yeah, one of the, I can't remember which room, but yeah, yeah, we were here. and it, it gave an opportunity for you know a big crowd of people to um, be exposed to like local food yeah. producers and charities yeah. like yours and stuff. So, how do you think that those types of of days like or events here are important? I think they're really valuable actually because. From coming to that day ourselves, I got to learn about different organisations, different local businesses that I hadn't actually heard of. So it's by bringing all the people in Northampton together and get to learn about them and the different things they do, you can do it in one space. Because often sometimes that gets missed, so you're not going to always see it in the newspaper or if you're dotted about at different events. So I think it's really important to bring the community together to have events like that. Mm. And also then members of the public are joining as well. So at least I've seen it advertised, what's this, let's come along. They're not just seeing all the businesses, they're learning about the history of the building too. So I think they're really valuable, yeah, really valuable days. And a lot of fun. They were very fun. <laughs> My um, view of yeah. heritage sites like yeah. this it has traditionally been that they are for yeah. older people, yeah. um, m- middle class, <laughs> white, like yeah. just... That's the kind of, it, yeah. it conjures up that kind of antiques roadshow kind of vibe <laughs> in my mind, um, <laughs> um, which is fine. Fine, yeah. Um, but obviously as younger people, yeah. um, you know, how do you think somewhere like this can can make sure that, you know, it's not just catered to that quite narrow demographic and actually that it future-proofs it, its, you know, um, place in Northampton for generations to come? Yeah, I think maybe people have that perception yeah people have that perception that it is potentially like it's not for them but I think they need to see what activities actually happen here because if there are actually activities that if you did have a look they are for all ages all interests because I've seen arts and crafts like I said the Christmas is always really big and there's lots going on I think if maybe we could see more publicly what goes on here and it's not exclusive to a certain group of people then people might actually feel like yeah actually i'll come and take like check it out and have a look at it i think it's because people don't necessarily see it they see the building and think this isn't for me more needs to be done to reach out to those people and say actually look there's all this going on or why don't you suggest something then i think a lot of time people don't realize that, that if they have a voice why don't they just suggest something like do an activity that might bring people in. Um, and how do you think, so you mentioned obviously being able to see things a bit more publicly. Yeah. 
Um, how, what do you reckon the best route is for Delapri to do that and to publicise all of the stuff that they're doing? I think a lot, social media is definitely the way forward to do that because I know for me, I don't traditionally, like, I wouldn't read the newspaper, um, I'm more online. So I think that's a lot of the ways that you get to interact with people is by connecting and communicating with them online um, because unless you're coming down this way, you're probably not going to know what's going on. And a lot of the people also don't always subscribe to like newsletters or emails because that's how a lot of I see the events, but not everybody else reads it that way. So maybe I think social media definitely making people aware of the different activities, what's going on and what the Abbey's about. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm very keen to see more people that kind of that I can relate to. Yeah. Um, you know, doing stuff here and, and yeah. like seeing how fun it is and, yeah. and making it feel like it's a space for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe my hesitance about interacting with Delapri has been around that sort of yeah. perception of it, of the house yeah. and that it is, like you mentioned, quite exclusive. Yeah. Um, but obviously they've just given away, uh, I think it's seven and a half thousand memberships, like wow. passes to um, residents in Briar Hill. And, oh, amazing. Yeah, so... They really want the community to be able to come in and they don't yeah. want cost to be a barrier to that. Yeah, and I think that people would look at a building like this and think, like, it's out of my league. But actually, it's cheaper here to come here, like, if you want to grab a coffee and cake than go to, say, Starbucks. It really is. You go to Starbucks, it's, like, out of this world. So, and you can have a nice coffee and cake, walk around the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> Not that we're saying anything. There's a bit difficult about Starbucks. Right, like it's all about perception, isn't yeah. it? And the pe- perception is that big chain coffee shops yeah. are, you know, more cost-effective than yeah. independents or places like this, and that's not always the case, no. is it? Um, and also, you've got to factor in, you know, the keeping the money local, yeah, um, and and keeping that sort of circular economy and keeping yeah. it sort of in the town and in the county. Um, and obviously, with chain, yeah, any kind of chain <laughs> venue, yeah, um, you don't always do that. Yeah, um, and I don't think people realise that as well. I think it's definitely that more awareness that you don't have to be a certain person to come here just because of how the building looks. I mean, they've trusted us in here, to be oh, honest. No. They've just left us to it with all these probably... I haven't even expensive. went on the piano. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted to give it up. Like, you won't, you won't. Oh, I do. Oh, I really like that about um, Richard and the team here, mm. like this, the, the CEO. Um, yeah. He's just really open and yeah. wants to make it a place where the community can engage and wants to make it somewhere that, like... You know, we we all get benefit from. He yeah. doesn't want it to be some exclusive kind of, yeah. you know, stuffy place. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just for people like us to give it a try. Yeah, and I think you have to give things a try. And I think if you came here and realised actually there's that that barrier is not there, people would enjoy it. It's just getting over that first hurdle. I think of I don't feel I would fit in here. In the summertime. Yeah. Um, when the weather's nice, yes. it's not such a blustery day like today, blowing a gale outside. Um, how how would you normally use the grounds? Um, you know, during the summertime. Yeah, it'll be uh, walking around, sitting down, having a picnic. I would probably go have something to eat here because I really like the food. It's really good. So yeah, it'll be whether it's inside or outside. 
I would be, yeah, we'll be making use of the grounds, whether that was with my family or, or friends. Mm. Or Lee as well, I'll drag Lee along. <laughs> <laughs> he moans, but he'll get dragged too. Lee, lo- lovely husband um, and co-founder of the Lewis Foundation. Yeah, he'll get dragged along. If there's food, he'll be, he'll be fine. <laughs> he loves his food, doesn't he? Loves it. Um, talk about the food then, because I've... Yeah. Um, I've come to the orangery before, yeah. um, but I think that's about it. Like, yeah. have, what have you experienced here and what kind of food have you had? For me, it's really good because they cater for celiac because I've got um, gluten intolerance and a lot of places you actually really struggle and I find here that they've got a really good selection. Um, so for me, that's always an attraction when going to somewhere that I can actually eat, which is always a bonus. Yeah. And I just find the food really nice. Just the staff make it a really nice atmosphere here. Like I was saying, last year I came here for my birth... No, not last year, the year before. Sorry, the years of flying with my, per- with my parents for my birthday for afternoon tea. And we were in the, one of the rooms and they let us have the room to ourselves. Not because we had paid extra for it, but they wanted to make it a really nice experience for us. And it was absolutely amazing. And my parents were blown away because they hadn't really been inside as much as us being outside all the time. And it was just such a nice experience. I definitely, like, would do it again, so... Oh, that's making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love an afternoon, Yeah, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, because yeah. there's, um, there's a hibiscus restaurant yeah. here, which um, I've kind of walked, been inside mm. but not eaten at, and then the orangery, um, which is, like, a bit more of a... It's not a cafe. I don't want to call it a cafe. No, yeah, I don't know. Justice. Yeah, but I don't know what you mean. It's, like, not fine dining like hibiscus, but yeah. it's not... Yeah, it's like, it's just really nice. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, and then they've got Common Ground as well, which is fairly Yeah, which new, I didn't know about. Like a, a cafe. I think they're, they're aiming that more at like the dog, dog walkers. Yeah. And, you can buy doggy treats in yeah. there and um, like grab a coffee as you're walking around. So they've really got, they've thought about it. Yeah. And they've really done a bit for everything, yeah. for everyone, which I really appreciate. I think that's yeah, you know, it's good, a good thought process exactly. behind how people might use it and eat here. So at Delapri Abbey are moving towards becoming a wellbeing hub, yeah. um, which will mean lots of things in the future. Um, but I'm just wondering right now, what kind mm. of stuff do you do um, to look after your own wellbeing, given that you're yeah. so busy and obviously giving yeah. so much of yourself to other people through volunteering in the charity? Like, yeah. how on earth do you look after yourself? <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I've used in the lockdown period, actually, it was a time of slowing down and I do realise I need to really how much I needed to slow down until lockdown hit and then I felt a bit lost for a while because I'm like I'm so used to doing so many things and it was all stripped away and I just felt it was just weird so um I found it really difficult to start lockdown to sleep actually I think I was just worried about everything I was worried about my parents I was worried about people in hospital um because people were messaging as well because they didn't know what to do so I couldn't sleep for ages and then there was a lady who's in Northampton Lemonkind Mindfulness she was doing like mindfulness sessions to help, help you switch your mind off for people who were struggling and I've never really done mindfulness in that way before I don't know why I didn't know what its benefits would be or if it would help me and it did and I found like it just quieted my mind and I was able to start sleeping again started doing yoga as well that completely helped me to go back to sleep <laughs> i think i fell asleep in a yoga session which was really embarrassing because it was online <laughs> but they were like if it works but I, I really make time now to make sure especially during this, these times to look after my well-being so i'll do the mindfulness sessions every month i'll do yoga and i also now in terms of my own well-being turn off like my mobile phone like i try and turn it off by half eight every night 
restrict my social media because that was just spiraling out of control and that can affect how you feel as well. So I think this period has taught me I need to help and look after myself as well. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of wellbeing work the last year on myself and it's definitely helped me to feel better. That's brilliant. Oh, I, I need to take a leave out of you. <laughs> it's not being easy, to, to, don't get me wrong, because you, you feel like, oh, I'm taking time for myself. Like, I could have done something else in that time, but actually you're not going to be any more effective because you're tired. You need to rest. So that's, I have to force myself to do it. I kind of like diary block it out just to make sure. It's a good tactic. Yeah, and then it pings up and I'm like, right, it seems like it's more real than when it's just like, I'll let it come in as and when, because you're easy to just, oh, I'll just do something else or I'll fit something else in, so. That's a top tip. Yeah, don't pull it in your diary. <laughs> put it in your diary. Um, what kind of, like, other things would you want to sort of say about Denapri to, I guess, to encourage people that it is a space for everyone? Yeah, I would say to people that you should just, I know sometimes it's easy to look at something and feel like you can't be a part of it. But sometimes you have to take that step and take that action yourself. If you come down here, it's really open to all. And it's obvious when you come down here, the way the staff greet you, the way people make you feel, they make you feel special. Like They want to go out their way to make you feel special. So I think it's just take that step, try something new, and you'll be really amazed at how, how good it makes you feel when you come here. Because that's how it makes me feel every time I come here. It makes me, yeah, it makes me feel happy. I've got good memories with it. So I think you just need to take the step and give it a go. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for coming down no, and having you. a chat. Um, it's been really amazing to hear from you. Um, and as always, you are my hero. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. are. Um, and I can't wait um, to, to come down here and, you know, see more events and yeah. to, to really enjoy this space when life is a little yeah, bit, normal. <laughs> I don't want to say normal, but you know, different. So yeah. thanks so much for taking time out of your really hectic schedule to talk to no, us. Thank um, you. And yeah, go and check out the Lewis Foundation. They're, they're across all <laughs> social medias and go and support um, the amazing work that they're doing. Thanks, Lorraine. No, thank you. Huge thank you to Lorraine of the Lewis Foundation. I love speaking to Lorraine. She's so positive. She works so hard for the community. And I'm just so grateful that we've got somebody like Lorraine working and supporting us. If you want to support the Lewis Foundation, you can do. Just head over to Twitter, Instagram or Facebook and search for the Lewis Foundation. You can even go directly to their website to donate to them. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share it and look out for other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.